guys gals non-binary pals welcome to a very unorganized edition of the monthly Ganbari pro wrestling roundup well i guess it's like a month and a week roundup now yeah um, because uh we're doing technically the month of august and no wait this is the month of august so last month, month of july the, yeah month of july and the first week of august i don't i don't fucking know calendars but you know uh Basically, what happened was is we were only originally going to do Sekigahara because we we're like, ah, oh, you know what? They'll probably go pretty quiet after uh, Oda Ward, and then they decided they weren't going to be quiet after Oda Ward. So I was like, all right. And then Mass got suspended from a uh, Twitter X, and so and then I just kind of forgot to schedule a recording day because he got deleted, and I was like, oh yeah, we should probably figure something out. And then I was like, all right, <laughs> you know what? We'll just change our entire schedule and we'll also do this eight six show since it's got two title matches on it hypothetically Damn. because like by the time we would have recorded for the july episode the eight six show would have have happened and unlike the ganjo show that just happened like a day before the the day before we recorded this well actually the day of that we're recording this uh there's like this serious one, happenings yeah like this had like title matches and stuff so like we couldn't really you know I mean, the Gonjo one had a title match on, but it, it, it it's not our title, so I don't care, man. I mean, I care. I mean, I care, but like, it's it's not gone. It's it's this is a Gonbari pod, podcast series. It's yeah, not, like you know, no yeah. disrespect to Ice Turban, but you know, yeah, you know, those bumper on top. <laughs> exactly. Um, so we're gonna be covering the Oda Ward show versus Sekigahara two. Uh, we're, we're gonna try not to go, stay too long on it. I know I'm not gonna say a lot because I have recorded two podcasts on it already. I was on Dramatic Dream Dragons with uh, Yannick and Sandre, uh, which um, for my appearance, I convinced Yannick to get me a Yuri shirt, not send him the money while he was in Japan. So uh, that worked out great. Uh, <laughs> um, and then I also did a, a strong stylish. Uh, so if you want to hear me go in depth, in depth, you can go over there. I'm mostly here to point out important pieces that I wanted to bring up to Maddie and Mask because, you know, it's kind of important because, I mean, we watch all these fucking shows. So uh, before we get into the, uh, but also on top of that, we're also uh, reviewing the Ganjo Fighting Spirit 23 show and the show that just happened, which has a name, but I do not remember it. Um, yeah, it was like it was like some. They're all native. It's like under title. the lake. Yeah, it's, it's like gum. It, yeah, it is under the silver lake. I'm yeah. on cage match right now because I literally cannot remember like half the matches that happened. So this is how <laughs> July has I went for me. That reminds me, I didn't put it. I didn't put together my MVPs or stuff. So it's gonna be a weird at the end, but we'll get to it when we get to it. Yeah, you know what? Uh, my MVP is gonna be pretty easy. It's just the three matches that I'm gonna have tough, like trying to figure it out. Um, yeah. But uh, before we get into the uh, Oda Ward card, before like we start talking about it, uh, how'd y'all feel? So how'd y'all feel in general? You know, uh, you don't have oh. to get in specifics right now, but how'd you feel coming out of oh. it? Anything you oh. were just like, man, we could have had coming this. out of it. Um, I thought everything that I expected to deliver very, uh, uh, you know, did so. I thought I thought everything that I thought was like, oh, this is going to be you know possible match of the you know match of the card or whatever, ended up being um just that. 
um, we talked about it on the, on the last show, but it's like we kind of assumed Kodaka was probably winning. So it's like I got all my predictions right. So shouts out, <laughs> shouts out, <laughs> shouts out, ground, ground, absolute, bringing it home. That's what I'm talking about. Anyway, yeah, that that was the only thing where I was like, damn, uh, because we got exactly what. Well, we'll get it. We'll get into it on the. We'll get on yeah. to the next show. Uh, yeah. We'll get into it later. But yeah, like it. It basically happened what, the way I expected it to happen in the sense of like, if that person won, you know, something was going to happen. But anyways, yeah. Um, overall, I thought the show was really good. Um, I thought the highs were very high. The I were hated minimal, the so. attendance was so bad because I thought it was way better than last year's show. Yeah, so I was gonna like say that we, we talked about that. Yeah, we talked about it. I remember us like saying, like, I was gonna, we expected this to do, you know, like, oh, we thought like maybe 900, 800, you know, and it just kind of didn't. It's, it sucks to see. But the thing um, is, like, everybody who's not a Bushi Road company right now is doing bad. It's just the state of Japan right now. So, like, yeah. I'm not gonna take too much into it. It's just, that's just how the wrestling industry is right now. Like, nobody's doing well if they're not like Bushi Road owned companies. They're all kind of, yeah, like basically everybody's kind of doing like lower numbers than you would expect besides, and, you know, like, and, it's, Japan, mostly, and it's mostly and like, play. yeah, and it's mostly like New Japan because even Stardom has their hit and attendance in some areas. So like, this this is the state of Japan. Um, yeah. What about you, Maddie? Like this show definitely was better than their first one. And I also was very disappointed with the attendance, but for me personally, sometimes attendance doesn't really matter when it comes to a really good card, but that's just me. Um, I also have to remind myself, Gone Pro is an independent company. It's like it's an indie company, so it's not like you know, oh, Noah yeah. or DDT or like companies that are trying to compete for the top spot. They're just kind of trying to do their own thing. They're yeah, similar to but... Dragon Gate, where they're just trying to do their own thing. They have their audience; they're trying to stick to that. Yeah, and. I do think the show really reflected that, I guess, independence of it all, mm-hmm. especially when it come, came to like the tag team title matches and the open weight titles, which we need to discuss the tag team titles on this podcast because I have a lot of things to say about them. Very positive. We're going to get to them. We're going to get to it. They, we need they get to revealed. get to it. Well, we got like two shows before we actually get to it. So. Oh, oh, God. No, but this was a really good show. Although... I guess because I had a longer day when watching it, my brain half the time wasn't pro- like processing mm-hmm. a lot of the matches until like halfway through. So I had to rewatch like the beginning of the card again, like mm-hmm. a couple of days later. But all the matches, despite some that were, were like iffy on, they all like represented what Gombre was about. Yeah. So, I mean, like I said, I thought it was better than last year, although it'd been sick to have big dogs who just in here. It'd been crazy. Um, my only complaint is Uncle wasn't on the card, and I, I that's uh Takaiwa, if y'all don't know. I'm just gonna start calling Takaiwa Uncle. So Uncle wasn't on the card, but he's back this month, so I'm happy about that. That's my only complaint is I wanted Takaiwa on the card, but he's back this month. I would have been I was gonna be so upset if he just wasn't working on bro anymore. <laughs> I was just gonna be so I was gonna be like, No, you can't do this, man. Don't, but he's back this month, so it's all good. Um, so getting into it to start off the night, we had uh, we had what I expected it to be. Uh, we had the we had Mune opening up the show basically, all the matches I expected to open the show 
like went in a row, like all the Ganjo matches and the Mune's match. Uh, but uh, Mune got the opening spot and he was the first person out for this whole show. So that was nice. Um, you know. Of course, he hadn't debuted debuted yet at the time of last year's Wrestle Sekihara, but uh, he gets the opening spot here against uh, Masahiro Takanashi. Uh, the uh, I'll let y'all talk about it, but like uh, on the two previous shows I went on, uh, they all really liked this match. I liked what Mune did in it, did in it, but uh, match kind of fell flat to me, and it's just because I didn't think that Masa's style meshed well with Mune in this one. Um, and I mean, Masa's very, very hit or miss these days, but I really like Masa, so I was willing to give it the benefit of the doubt. Um, kind of, like I'm still in the camp of I wish Mune would have had a better opponent here. Like, may, like if Takaya was in the spot or like anybody from another from DDT or somebody else was in the spot against him, I probably would have preferred that. But uh, for what it's worth, I still enjoyed it no matter what. So, yeah, um, yeah, I thought it, I. Yeah, I Kind of what you said is like it wasn't like it just an got over clunky. the top. Yeah, it wasn't over the top like you know a, a super big match for him. I still think you know Mune was you know uh, gained a lot from just you know having the match with especially with dude without experience. Um, I just had a couple notes about this. Um, I said uh, there was some there was some fun ground game from both both of them early on, which, I mean, that's Takanashi's, um, you know, bread and butter. But it was cool to see um, kind of Mune dip into that. Um, just a, a couple things talking about Mune's, like, youth and, like, how uh, how experienced he is, which we talk about all the time. But it's like, I was like, oh, I think him and, the, um, like, him doing a year in, like, Dragon Gate or something would make him, like, one of the best uh, young wrestlers right now because everybody that goes through there comes out, like, fucking super polished. Um I think Mune did a dive mm-hmm. or something because I just had fake out. Caps. He did a fake out first. Like he jumped, like he went to the springboard up to the top rope, not like a, in the corner, but yeah. just straight springboard. And then he jumped down and Masa thought he was going to jump on him. And then he immediately jumped right back up to the rope and dove. He did a fake out. Yeah. He, he was a fucking freak. Cause I just had in all caps, Mune almost killed himself. What the hell? Um, but yeah, that was about all the notes I had. But yeah, just in general, I thought it was I thought it was fine. It, you know, it was a it was a it was a fine opener. Um, it did its job, and I thought, um, you know, in general, uh, everybody that was meant to look good looked um looked good in that match. And you know, would I have preferred Mune to win? Probably, but eh, you know, nobody in this company wins. So that's true. Yeah, and I mean. Yeah. And I mean, before you speak, Maddie, it, for what it's worth, this uh, opened up Mune to start working Gato move. And if anything, I think Mune needs to work uh, other companies just to learn a little bit more. So, yeah, I, I mean, yeah, exactly. Like uh, no, like, you know, no amount of like, uh, you know, extra work is going to hurt you. It can it can only really help, especially, you know, um, Gato move where they have a lot of, um, you know, really good minds like you have. Not just uh, Masa, but you have, you know, Emi Sakura, you have um, Bali Anaki, you have Mesuruga, et cetera, um, to really help out and stuff. So, yeah, I think that's, I think that was uh, super good too. So, like, this match definitely was, again, with the themes, like I've been saying over these past couple of months of like Mune having opportunities against like veteran wrestlers, if you will. Mm-hmm. And I know that Mune is, 
such a huge CDK fan, judging yeah. from like his recent Twitter. I'm gonna say Twitter. Um, yeah. I don't I don't care about X. Um but yeah, I know that he's been a really huge fan of them for quite a while, so I guess this is sort of like a dream match of his and it does show yeah. with him kind of having sort of more of an advantage, even though I really love Marsa. But yeah, this was fine. Like it definitely did what it needed to do, especially for Mune to kind of be recognized as a wrestler in Gunpro. Yeah, mm-hmm. Mune's such a little nerd. He still wears his Minoru Fujita wristbands to every match. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, but anyway, we got into the match that got all the buzz, and I, I, I'm going to take a lot of credit for that just because of how I tried to push it out there as much as I could. And, you know, I spoke with some people like, hey, could you like hype this? Because it was gas, and, and Yuri went crazy. But um, we had the tag match. We had Mio Mono and Takamiya Roja from Marvelous to take on. Uh, the JTO team of Tomoka Inaba and Ganbari for Wrestling Zone. Yuri, uh, Inaba was uh, the choice, according to Mr. Haku on commentary, for Yuri's teammate because uh, Yuri wanted to show Inaba that she was correct in her choice to leave JTO and come to Gon Pro. And then, of course, uh, Takumi is her favorite wrestler, one of her favorite wrestlers. I think I think it's uh, her. I think she's her idol, and then Mio, somebody she just wants to fight, so... Uh, that's why they're all here and what a match it was it was incredible it was the it was the yuri show it it was the yuri show all month but it kicked off here uh she was absolutely incredible in this in this and you know even though like i want to put all the spotlight on her everybody else in this match did their job too uh inaba and aroha did some really good stuff in here as well uh it was just a fun match for me all around and i was just proud at the end of it it was just like i like I legit shed a tear because I was like, oh my God, Yuri did so good. This was amazing. This is like three of the best uh, women's wrestlers in the world and wrestlers in the world, period. And she's just right there like she belongs. It's incredible. Yeah, exactly. Like, I mean, I echo everything. Like, I I, I remember watching that and like, that was one of those the those big matches that I, I was so I was so upset that I couldn't watch live because it's like, it, it it's one of those matches where it didn't it didn't hurt knowing the result, but it would have been cool to watch it live not knowing. You know what I mean? Um, but no, I mean I thought everything went just about as I would have expected to. As you said, you know, some I mean some of the best women's wrestlers anywhere. You know, they're they're on that short list at the very top. Um, and Iori just continues to really prove. Um, just how far she's coming and really you know she deserves to be put in that same conversation and i think you know this match and just everything that that um encompasses it you know as you said with uh with the uh with the coming month and a little bit afterwards uh but we'll talk about that later but yeah she's just been a really good uh good month for her um and it's been you know well deserved because she's been one of the bright spots of these shows every single time. Um, and it's been, it's just been awesome to see her growth and everything. Uh, I will actually go to my notes because I did have some notes here. Um, I said, uh, you're in an win off looks alone. Uh, because I think it was like, yeah, they just had some crazy ass fucking gear. Um, yeah, that's where with the masks and everything. Yeah. Um, 
I always laugh whenever I see Mio with the with the uh, triple AW belt because it's well, so you, fucking huge. Well, well you ain't gotta worry about that no more. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's true. Shouts out to uh Ozaki brother. Um Yuri uh Yuri bumping like crazy off these Mio drop kicks, which yeah, Yuri was selling like a motherfucker off those. Um <laughs> I said Mia with the drive-by kick, big fan of the tribal chiefs. Oh my goodness. <laughs> uh. Oh lord, that's fucking ridiculous. Um uh there's a um there was a dude dressed as Mario in the front row. Oh yeah, I remember. Oh yes. <laughs> I was like, I was watching that and I was like, wait a second, is that Mario? <laughs> yeah. I, I had to point that out. Um um, I said I feel bad for whoever got Inaba in a game of body shots during elementary school because she was definitely piecing them up. Um, someone did a pop up roundhouse kick, and I thought Takumi. that was fucking. It was either Takumi or Inaba. Yeah. Um, what is uh, Yuri selling really makes this match? She's a star. Yeah, I thought that was the thing. Is like I thought, you know. Everybody knows, uh, you know, everybody else can work, but I thought Yuri made herself stand out, not just from her ring work, but just like the way she sold everybody's offense and made everybody else like that, like feel that much bigger, mm-hmm. um, which is like, you know, not what she had. She didn't have to do that at all, you know, like because this is like her showcase match. She could have just, you know, did the big spots and made herself look cool, but she made everybody look uh, just as awesome, which, you know, in turn made her look cool, too. So I thought that was pretty dope. I hate whenever people use like the term four pillars or like the four aces without like proper context of it. But if no one puts Yuri in the conversation of like the Ganjo, like four pillars, I will literally slap every single person. And I'm talking to the journalists who do not cover Ganjo or Ganpro enough. Do it. (laughs) Because this match really proved her to be like, the talk of the conversation especially when it came to gone joe and kind of just proving even with the loss that she's here she's a lifer baby and i'm here for it yeah jumping ahead to when she has her title match at the end but uh on twitter unamana say straight up called her the ace of ganjo so that's all you need to know <laughs> hell yeah hell yeah, hell yeah. I was like, dang, you're just going to give up your throne that easy? That's not, you ain't got no dog in you, maybe. I'm going to say, I'm saying, you quit, quit, quit limping around on that knee. Get back in the ring, brother. You know, you know what time it is. You don't need Who's knees it? to wrestle. KG Muto made a career out of not having knees. Tia <laughs> <laughs> Naito is about to win G1 again with no knees. You don't need knees. Get in the you ring. gave her that ace title, knowing for real that she has her own title of, what does she call herself again? The, the Ganbari manager. Yeah, she's the Gombari manager. <laughs> yeah. she- um, speak, speaking of her great ideas as Gombari managers, we had a uh, Nagi Sayaka versus Riara next, and um, I yeah. think Unagi is hilarious. I just want to put that out there. Uh, she's probably a sweet person too, but I think she's hilarious. But you know, um, just just throwing it out there, just um, hypothetically if she could stop appearing in companies i watch i would like <laughs> greatly appreciate it um 
And I went on a rant about it when I did uh, Dramatic Dream Dragons. And I simply stated my piece. Uh, Yannick expressed to me that like a good reason, like a good portion of the people were there to see her because her line in merch was like huge. And I was like, yeah, I understand that. And I'm not knocking that. The thing is, she's just a bad wrestler. And I just would prefer to not see her. <laughs> um, <laughs> and it's just, and it's like, she started to get really good at the end of her st uh, stardom run. Like she was actually going to improve. And then like, she went freelance and I was like, all right, I'm done with that. I'm done with this wrestling shit. I'm just going to suck. So um, yeah, that's just my thing. And it's just like, um, at least Riara got the rub of being in there with her, I guess. Like I said, I would prefer she was facing somebody that not necessarily hit her weaknesses were but were much a much stronger singles wrestler than say Unagi is. So um but you know it was quick. It was only like six minutes. So I, I guess I can't complain too much. But I yeah, could, exactly. but, but like but but after the match uh Unagi mentioned she lost to Watase in the Fire Festival and if he retained uh, she wanted to challenge for his belt, and I said, "All right, I'm Team Kodaka, baby. <laughs> I'm here. Um, I got on my uh Basra shirt. I got a tail on. I'm Team Kodaka." After she said that, <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, I didn't really. It was it was a very short match, so I did, I I think my literal uh, uh my note just reads no notes, um. So yeah, I didn't I didn't have much to say about this. I mean, it was kind of just what we. What now, we our interest was crazy though. She had, well, oh so, yeah, no, re, yeah, little, no, hat, her, little, yeah. Little, little carpet thing that Maddie knows the name to, and we'll figure out sometime throughout this uh, recording. Um, we'll find out. <laughs> I'll flood it out at some yeah. point. It'll be fine. <laughs> yeah, it was crazy. Yeah. Um. But yeah. No. Like. Yeah. It's like. Oh, Riara looked. Riara looked cool. You know. She did. She did what she could in in the short time that they were given. And then Unagi won, and I was like, okay. You know. It. It was what it was. Then Unagi uh, cut a five minute promo. I'm like, bro. It's like two oh, o'clock in the morning. <laughs> oh, brother. I watched that shit on VOD. I skipped that shit. No, I ain't got the damn time. I for was. That. On, I was up live, and I was like, bro. Are you serious, man? Don't do this. <laughs> <laughs> this is not the time, brother. This is the third match on the card. We still got a lot to go. Oh, yeah. But yeah, uh, other than that, I mean, I had really nothing to say. It was it was about, I mean, it was probably the low point of this show, which, I mean, there wasn't a lot, but... It was a match. Hey, it was a it match. Was, it was a thing that happened. It was one of, like I said, I will say this with full confidence. It is one of the matches of all time. And Unagi is one. Of, Unagi is one of the wrestlers of all time. One of them. Yeah. There's a lot of them, but she's one of them. Okay. <laughs> she certainly is one of them. Some say she shouldn't be, but you know. Maddie, you got anything to say? You got you gonna tell us what this carpet thing is, or? Oh, this carpet thing. Literally... If you ain't got it, it's fine. It's fine. No, 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 no. I found it. I oh. found some. I found ah! an Etsy. People just call it like fur scarves, which is so that doesn't sound it, right. <laughs> no, it, it, I I swear it has a different name. And that's what I'm saying. That's I said that does not. Oh, sound it's, a like. it's a tippet. Yeah, it's a there we go. Yeah, it's tippet. A tippet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but the, I thought this match is fine. Like definitely. At least I, we I got Unamonase's theme song. That was sick. Exactly. Was 
I the one thing I will say about Yagani's like post match promo is it could have been an email. It could have just been something that she would have said in the back. I appreciate, I appreciate her post match promo sometimes, but sometimes you just need to say it like post match in the back while someone else's theme is going on. And I feel like that would have been the perfect time. But it could have been in taping up for his main event. He gets an email signed to Naki Sayaka. <laughs> I'll come up to you. <laughs> oh, he's like, what is this? Isn't she backstage? Couldn't she like come say right, whatever? Yugani on the tweet adding Tase just been like, I'm hey. coming after you. It's <laughs> just like, huh? What? <laughs> and that's how you, you know, you know. Uh, then we got to the final Ganjo uh, match of the night. I thought it was weird that they ran all three like um, in a row, but it was cool. Yeah, it was kind of um, weird, but you know. Uh, it's. I was like, why is Yappy getting the last match? Why did the tag match go first? And then I was like, oh, yeah, Yappy like, came back last year. I was like, all right, this makes sense. So uh, Yappy's taking on Miyuki Takase. And the whole story is uh, when they were in Actress Girls, uh, Yappy thought uh, Miyuki Takase was too scary for her to fight but now that she's in gone pro she she wants to get over that fear and wants to you know fight her head on and you know what uh had it took me a few rewatches but i ended up liking it uh more than when i was watching it live um first of all miyuki takase killed yapi uh with the leg drop she, she wanted the leg drop and like nearly like decapitated her it was insane um uh, but it's just that I think Yappy had better performances over the month that I may have set my expectations a little too high. Uh, but for what it's worth, I, I thought it was a good match. Um, I would have yeah. liked for, for Yappy to win, but you know, you, you, you know, you can't can't win them all, so it's fine. Yeah, I I, I knew I knew she wasn't winning again. You know, well, I had hope winning. because Miyuki Takasi is a big loser on the freelance scene, so I was like, all right, Yappy could get a win here and it'd be straight, but. See, the thing is, yes, yeah, she might be a big loser, but you know who's the biggest loser? Everybody on the Gondro, Gonpro roster. These yeah. motherfuckers can't win for shit, so. I mean, that's fair. If I was a betting man, I'd never put money on the house. I'm sorry. Um, but <laughs> but I had, yeah, I, could have, I had a couple notes about this as well. Uh, what is it? Um, I had uh, crowd is really getting behind Yappy's forums in the corner, uh, which is cool because, you know, just in general, uh, one That's... of her one of her bigger crowds um just kind of seeing uh mm-hmm. that uh that level of growth and just you know the fan support was cool um then i said yappy's chest was red as hell to cost it was beating her ass um and i think uh yappy went for like an octopus stretch but like there was like a there was a kind of a struggle uh to get it locked in and i thought that was a, a little small detail that i that i thought that was interesting especially with the whole story of like you know yappy feeling she's ready to fight takase so it's kind of like you know there's still a struggle there's still that fight to be better um and i i this is my this was i think this is my last note because i don't remember if it was in this match or if it was in the uh the other one okay no it was definitely this last one okay i I think i said i don't know if i've ever seen someone use their head for a rope break before (laughs) um i'm pretty sure that was yappy that did that yes it could be wrong yeah okay i thought so um but yeah just overall i thought it was really good i do kind of agree with you where it's like i did kind of set my expectations pretty high but overall i still pretty enjoy pretty much enjoyed this um 
I think Takase does a lot of good stuff and putting in her with Yapi was was a good idea. Um was a bit, you know, like a bit less than what I was expecting, but I still thought it was uh, an enjoyable experience and you know, kind of uh was fine being the last of the Ganjo uh AK um, you know, the younger uh the younger crew's matches here. So, it was fine. I liked it. Yeah. This match definitely was one where I kind of wish Yoppy won for the sake of a hashtag finishing the story, but I totally <laughs> get I totally get the whole like full circle moment of her arriving and then having this big match with someone that she feared for so long. But for me, I just I just wanted to have one dub. I wanted to have one Garn Pro dub. And I didn't get it <laughs> at all. It's fine. Next year. Next year. Let's hope it. Yeah. It was it was good. But yeah. Oh, they're gonna get they're gonna get fucking Shahira Hashimoto next year and then she's gonna squash oh. her in like three minutes. Oh. Riara's oh getting Riara's getting Suji Ishikawa and she's getting fucking splash balance. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Damn right. Shouts oh, out. God. Um, then I guess this is the opener for the Gone Pro section, even though Mune was in the actual opener. I I consider this the like start of the act. All right, so like the first part was the younger generation, even though Riara is like not and Yapi aren't like super young, but like compared the more inexperienced members of the roster, they got like the first half of the show, and then this kicked off the second half. If that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, we had Team Drift, Team Dream Futures, uh, Kaisuke Ishii, Shikahiriya, and Tomatakao versus Akido, Shinichiro, Tomonaga, and Shoda. Uh, I love Team Drift so much. I It just made me smile to see them together because Tomatakao actually tried, and it was beautiful. I was like, oh, my God, you should do this more often. You're, like, <laughs> good, you're like good at this. <laughs> um, not only that, the match kicked off with Kaisuke and Tomonaga, and I was like, that's right, we're cooking. It's our, We may have lost all the previous matches, but we're cooking. <laughs> uh i absolutely love the ishii and tomonaga pairing get i'll never get over like get not used to it it's just one of my favorite pairings like ever um yeah. it was just a fun match overall this is like one of those six-man matches that made me miss the gwc six-man belt so much just because of how good it was it was just such a true gone pro six-man and even including akido and irie who don't work gone pro regularly or at least Iria used to work semi-regularly. Um, they fit in perfectly here, and it was just really, really fun. And, of course, uh, Kaisuke, she got the win here with the, the needle kick. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, exactly. Like, echoing a lot of what you said is, like, this was... And it went... You just, like... And it went under 11. On. That's crazy. Yeah, like, I was going to say, they, they fit a lot into, into the time frame they got. I thought... I thought, I mean, it's, and I think the guys in that match were perfect for that. There are a lot of, you know, just all action, just like, you know, straight mm-hmm. from the jump type guys like Ishii, especially Eerie. I think I said it on the the preview one, and like this match kind of reinforces, like, I'm never going to be mad seeing Eerie on a show because Eerie is one of those, like, one of those guys where it's like you get hyped to see him every time because he, I don't think I've seen like a bad Eerie match. He's always fucking awesome. That's true. Uh, whether, whether it be like, you know, 
some fucking random ass fucking Indian America or or Japan or like you know I know he's gonna challenge Brooks for the uh, for the KOD and that should be pretty dope too. Um, but yeah, no, I, I always love Irie, but everybody here really turned it up. It was really cool to see Akito. Um, yeah, he's, uh, he's you know really stay. give it a DDT. Don't need him. Yeah, I think you could say too. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was, it was cool to see him kind of really work. And as you said, Soma too kind of like had that extra bit of motivation to really like um, to really try. So it was cool to see him kind of like uh, in rare form, sadly. Um, when Team Drift gets together, you know, he I, just becomes a different wrestler. It's it's like when Kenta walks in oh, the yeah. door like one time a year and tries, and then he goes back to New Japan's like, all right, I'm here for my check. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Like whenever Team Drift exactly. together, so, like yeah. Soma's like, all right, I'm here. It's up. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, overall, really thought this match was good. Uh, got a couple notes here. Uh, I think I was talking about Eerie Spikes, and I thought they were fucking dope as hell. Um, oh, yeah. Uh, Tomonaga and Ishii were wilding, which, I mean, yeah. Um, <laughs> big, strong Akito, because I think he did, like, a fucking, like, he did some, like, suplex or lift or something. Uh, but I was like, damn, bro. I didn't know you got that in you. Um I said dropping a dude head first onto your partner's head is fucked fucker behavior. Um <laughs> they always do that with Erie. I forgot about that spot and I was like, oh my gosh. Yeah, that shit was gross looking. Um Erie again um did some fucking weird power slam because I just said Erie makes no sense. What the fuck was that power slam? Um and then I just said, Yeah, this match fucks. Yeah, I thought I thought it was really good. It served its purpose. I thought it was uh pretty fucking cool, so yeah, this match was absolute chaos, and I feel like that's the only word that I can say about it, And but, like, in a very positive way, because when I describe something as chaos, you know that I absolutely loved it. Um, This is also my first ever Team Dream Futures match, like, ever, so I, I really did not know what I was expecting, but I really enjoyed it. I need to watch some of the older stuff. I swear. Yeah, when this when this show when this recording ends, you're gonna go watch all the Team Dream Futures match, and you're gonna write us a report. <laughs> I'm gonna read that before. <laughs> <laughs> I'll oh, come back see. with just one note, like report of being like love or hate or <laughs> <laughs> whatever. Tip it. <laughs> Tip it. <laughs> <laughs> Got anything? All right. <laughs> All right. No, this was really good, and it was a really good way to kind of, I guess, open up the Ganpro main show. Although yeah. it 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 feels very weird to say that because it's a halfway point, but it did feel like an. It felt opener. like a different. Yeah, it felt like a different start to a different show. Yeah. And what an opener to our next match, which I I want to talk about so bad. I want to discuss it. Let's, you know what? Let's get into it. Uh, we had the Spirit of Gambari World Tag Team Championship number one contendership match. God, that's a lot. Um, we had uh, Sento Mizuku, uh, uh, Daikishi Mamura, Minoru Fujita, uh, and Kenoka and Kumarashi, Siyoshi Okada, and Yuki Kanzaki, and Lethal Weapon, Hartley Jackson, Harikaze. Jackson number one, you know the vibes. Shouts out. Um, number one. Um, so first we were correct in our assumption that 
Kumar Rashi would turn on Kenoka. Uh, yeah. We are also correct in our, and well, at least in my assumption that Koji Doi would be here because he showed up immediately and they beat the brakes off of Kenoka and they said the invasion has started. And I'm like, invasion, it's only two of you. Are y'all like bringing more people or? <laughs> um, old Japan versus Don Pearl, I guess, even though. They're not they're, 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 no, no, no. They're, they're not all Japan anymore. Yeah, they're freelancers now, but you know. Um, they're, they've always been freelance, even when they work in all Japan. Um, but uh, I was like, all right. But uh, that aside, I, I thought the match was fun. It, it was pretty quick, and Lethal Weapon got every single elimination. <laughs> Harley, oh, Jackson, yeah. Harley Jackson pins Yoshi Okada. Uh, Harakaze eliminated Minoru Fujita over the top rope, and then she pinned Kenoka. And they also debuted, I want to say they that Harley Jackson called it on Twitter, the rocket launcher, but I'm not too positive. So basically he had, uh, uh, I want to say it was uh, Yuki Kanzaki and a backdrop, and he lobbed, lobbed him over to Harakazi to hit a Liger bomb. And I was like, what? <laughs> what did I just see? <laughs> and I was like, this, I was like, yeah, I said, we got to strap these guys. We got to strap them up now. And when they won, I just like, I knew the turn was coming, but I didn't think it would happen so soon. But when it did, I was happy because I knew a lethal weapon was going to win. I was like, oh, my God. I was like, we're here. <laughs> we're here. Um, we did it, brother. Uh, yeah. Um, one thing I'm going to note before I let y'all say y'all, y'all's piece about the uh, the turn, uh, Koji Doi coming in, and, of course, the match and the victors. Uh, Hartley Jackson and Harikaze talked in the uh, backstage. Uh, and Hartley Jackson um, he was just like, uh, you know, uh, this match meant a lot to Horikaze. Um, you look at all her other Gonjo members, uh, they had a show. I don't do a good Australian. Can you say other Gonjo members, uh, Maddie? Other Gonjo members? Yeah. They all had uh, special showcase matches, and, and she got thrown in here with all the other Gon Pro members, and she proved herself, and she won. And I was like, oh, that's sweet. He didn't have to bring that up, but... That was a nice little layer to add, and he was like, oh, "I'm excited to go for the tag." I was like, "Yeah, you better win." But yeah, uh, what y'all yeah. think? And uh, yeah, no. Uh, overall, I thought it was very fun. I thought it was uh, it was super cool. Um, you mentioned it, but like, it's super cool that Harakaze and them kind of all got the um, they, like that team got all the eliminations, and I think it was mostly Harakaze that did it. Um, yep. If I'm remembering correctly, yeah. Yep. Um. But yeah, no. Um, overall, it was fun. Right winners, you know. Right turn sets up some big things, uh, on that front as well. And you know, get a really, really fun team that, you know. And I think, I think, I think the team of, you know, Lethal Weapon, aka Har- um Harley and um Harakaze, uh, does it, it's such a it's such a representative of like, of Gone Pro where it's like, you didn't expect this to ever happen. And if you did, you didn't expect it to work as well as it did. But like, it's just mm-hmm. such a, it's such an endearing, you know, team, and such an, um, like everything they do is just so fun to watch and filled with so much heart and passion for what they do. And I think that just embodies Gone Pro. So it was good to see them win here on this big show. Um, couple notes. Uh, I said <laughs> Arashi was gripping Harakazi's head like a fucking basketball. <laughs> um. <laughs> Uh, I said uh, fucking Shimamura was serving up heaters like uh, Sho- um, Shohei Otani. Um, there was a, a comment. I don't. I I want to say um, Haku said it, 
but he said uh, the fans, as much as they love him, love to see Kenoka get beat up. And I said that was real as hell. Real. Um, <laughs> and then I just said at the end, like with the turn and everything, I thought it was a good job of making Arashi seem like a super big deal. Um, which I mean was you know obviously the the plan, and I thought it went over pretty well. So yeah, all things considered, I thought it went um pretty perfect. So. That's like so real because when Doi Kuma started jumping Kinoka, I was like, let's go. Yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but Maddie, what would you think about everything? There are two things I always say. One, matches are always good when Kenoka gets that manager beat up treatment. And two, lethal weapon for tag team of the year, tag team of the decade. I don't care about anyone else in wrestling right now unless it's them. Don't give me any of the arguments. They proved it with this matchup, but also in general, I just really love them as a tag team, and I will ride and die for them. I will. <laughs> I will become one of those annoying wrestling fans on Twitter again and be like, you don't like them? Name five of their matches and explain to me why you don't like them. <laughs> I agree. Yeah. Oh. Things I had on my list before we recorded tonight was Maddie threatening listeners and becoming a New Japan fan. (laughs) Um, Before we move on, all I got to say is Jackson number one. Anyway. Jackson number one. You damn right. Put the ones up. He does guns. (laughs) He don't do ones. That's... Does the little guns? He does the uh, reverse Sean capture taunt that uh, Ikuda Hadaka does. True, true. Uh, next up, we had El Lindeman versus Yumahito Yumanari. El Lindeman's here, hawk dog style, ready to get paid. Uh, fresh off a <laughs> World Junior Championship grift. Um, he basically said that he wanted to fight Imanari whenever he watched Imanari versus Irie, and Irie absolutely killed Imanari. And he was like, oh, that was pretty sick. <laughs> i was like yeah it was i mean good man uh this match was way better than i was expecting and i really like a lindeman it's just that you never really know how much effort a lindeman's gonna put forth <laughs> that's the thing he's like a he's a shima disciple down to the t to where if he does his best it's gonna be really good but if he's phoning it in it's just gonna exist but this is really good. Imanari brought it here. He was performing like his life was on the line. And El Lindemann like murked Imanari at one point because he like German. He, he like had uh, Imanari in a wheelbarrow position and like the back of Imanari's head was facing the very bottom of the turnbuckle. And he just snapped his head up and it made like Imanari's neck like whiplash. Like he pulled his head up against the bottom turnbuckle. And I was like, oh my God, that's terrifying. <laughs> um, <laughs> Uh, but I loved every bit of it because Imanari started to get into his comeback and everything. And like, yeah, Lindemann won, but it was just everything I could have hoped for and more. Yeah, um, exactly. I, I, I had I had high hopes for this when I saw it announced just because I think like we talked about it before. But I think Imanari goes under the radar when it comes to uh, just guys in wrestling, especially like not just in Gone Pro, just just in general. Um, as guys that are really good just because most people know him as like you know as part of the pheromone so they just think oh you know he's he's all you know uh cock and ball spots or whatever and it's like no he's he's a you know a a really good um a really good emotional wrestler like he's he's really good at those like like pulling on the heartstrings and like really kind of like 
pulling you in without getting too like uh like getting too without getting too in your face about it without feeling like you know okay you're kind of pushing it i think he i think he kind of toes that line really well um just a couple notes i had i said uh lindeman looks like the super tan seal from spongebob um <laughs> I said, uh, Linderman almost. <laughs> I mean, he did, bro. It's like fucking. It looks like super fucking tan. It's ridiculous. Um, Linderman did a dive, and I think Yuri was outside, and he almost like fucking murked her shit. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> I was just now remembering this. <laughs> I was like, bro, chill, please, don't kill her. Um. His name but was just, Craig Mamilton, by the way. Yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, now I'm remembering. <laughs> but yes, that motherfucker was built like a Craig Mamilton. Um I just have an all caps. Neck drops, baby, CTE graps. Um I think Imanari did a Thez press off the top. And I was like, yeah, that's fucking crazy. Um uh slingshot Lindeman did was fucked up, which I think you mentioned. Um was super fucked up, and then I just had a master class and struggle through wrestling. Uh, amazing match. So yeah, no, I thought I thought it was uh, super fucking good. Imanari turned it up a notch here, and Lindeman, you know, didn't didn't phone it in like he you know he can tend to do, but I thought he he turned it up here, and it was uh, a really fucking good match. Yeah, I don't really have much to say beyond what everyone else said, but. Imanari really is that wrestler that I don't think a lot of wrestlers do this nowadays, which is whenever oh, he he has different emotions for like different matches. For example, with like his Glee match with I guess with when he was on that Abushi team, he literally just barked and became absolute chaos the entire time compared to this where he was just like super serious and so in the zone. Like, he can really switch it at the drop of the hat, and that's what makes me really appreciate him as a wrestler. But, yeah, this match was really good. Yeah. Um, yeah, everything about it, I thought, I thought worked really well. Um, it, it, it worked to both guys' strengths, I think. Um, or I think, uh, Lindemann is just very good at, you know, punishing somebody for a dude of that size you wouldn't expect it um yeah but i think he i think he pulls it off well um and imanari the sympathetic baby face um you know you know akin to a kenoka but i think he i think he does it a bit better than kenoka does mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. but i think he he really honed it in here and you know, got you to you know, got you to be on the edge of your seat and just kind of like, oh, is he gonna is he gonna pull this off? Is he gonna, you know, overcome Lindemann? And he did not because nobody does. But you know, he got close. Yeah. So shout out my guy Craig Mamelson for the one time. <laughs> <laughs> the next up, we had the Spirit of Ganbari Sekai Tag Title Match. Um, we had Hentai Punch Drunkers, uh, Hikaru Sato and Tyson Maiguchi versus Shucho Katsumura and Takuya Wada, whose team name is Ground Absolute, by the way. Um, so whenever I say Ground Absolute, I'm just talking about them collectively. 
uh, they had t-shirts on the uh, lunch show and i was like dang i need one of those um but i enjoyed this way more than i was expecting to because like with shoot style stuff it can be like iffy especially in a tag team setting but i thought this was like really really good especially the uh ending stuff with uh katsumura and uh tyson maikuchi uh that led to uh, katsumura wrapping them up and making them tap out i thought it was just really good stuff yeah um I thought, I thought it was pretty solid. Uh, um, I think it was one of those things that, like, I, I kind of, like, I think I will probably have to rewatch it some way, which I probably should have done it before the podcast. Um, but there was just a lot of shit uh, where I had to, like, keep up with shows and I just didn't have the free time that I usually tend to. Um, but, yeah, I thought I thought it was, I thought it was, I thought it was pretty solid. Um, I think, uh I, we talked about it on the last show. We were like, oh, you know, uh, if the champs retain, I could see them dropping their next defense. Um, whereas I think if if Wada and uh, Katsumura win the belts, um, then I could see them, you know, making a defense. Uh, and I think, I think, yeah, okay, you know, I didn't, I, I thought, okay, they didn't do a lot in building up Wada and Katsumura, where it's like, okay, I think, you know, um, Meguchi and them will retain, uh, but I put too much faith in them, I'm, I'm afraid, uh, where Wada and and Katsumura uh, took over and won the belts. But, uh, I will say, I liked uh, their their match that we will talk about a bit later, um, a lot. So. You're, trying to, you're trying to jump the gun, you piece of shit? Is that what you're trying to do? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, I'll take it over. But no. <laughs> but no, yeah. So I think, I think yeah, if I do give this a watch back, especially with more, fre- uh, more fresh eyes, I think I'll probably um, enjoy this a lot more. So I'll have, to, I'll have to put that on my list. But yeah, no. Overall, solid. Uh, not mad at the new champs. So that should be, um, should be interesting to see uh, where their reign goes and stuff like that. For a match that was like nearly twenty minutes, it definitely didn't feel like twenty minutes, which which was something I definitely was worried about, because when it comes to the graps and when it comes to them being on the ground constantly, my brain just turns off, and it's nothing against like Katamura or like Tyson or anyone. It's just me. I. I can't concentrate when suddenly people are just wrapped around each other and it's just like, okay, what am I going to look at now? But no, this match was pretty good. And I feel that. My brain is uh, is easily distracted, especially when it's like very slow. Where it's Katsum- like... Katsumar is a rare... Him and Hokar Sato both, basically, are rare exceptions to when they grapple on the ground. I actually will pay attention. Because mm-hmm. I, I say it all the time, like Zack Sabre Jr. is like one of my least favorite wrestlers because I just am like, what the fuck are you doing down there, bro? Just get, just get the fuck up, man. I don't want to see this. <laughs> get up. No, but this match was good. Like, the title change, now looking at future events, I'm not jumping anything, but I'm just saying yeah, it, you not, it not. was a good... I'm not, jumping your shoulder. <laughs> I'm not jumping it. I'm not jumping it. No, but the title, the change was really good. And yeah, 
speaking of titles and whatnot. Well, before before that, uh, I just want to say, yeah, before that, I just want to say that I told everybody that uh, Ground Absolute would win because Casamora's theme song is simply the best one. It's, it's what it is. It also, is what it is. I actually found it after we recorded it. After we recorded that, I ended up stumbling upon it. And I was like, oh my God. And there's apparently one of the verses is like, I'm ready, go, motherfucker, go, ready, go. And I was like, that's what I'm talking about. That's real. <laughs> Uh, but also, I'm just, yeah, I'm so serious. Um, uh, but also, I'm just happy that Katsumara got to win an uh, award and hold tag title. So I'm, I'm, I'm happy for him more than anything, even though I think Watt is cool. Uh, and I think it's really shitty that they waited till Mike Gucci lost to finish the tag belts. <laughs> but, oh, yeah. But, but I, I'm happy for Katsumara. Uh, but uh, anyway, speaking of titles, we're heading to our main event. Um, Spirit of Gambari, uh World Openweight Championship champion Mizuki Watase against challenger from pro wrestling Basura Isami Kodaka. And, you know, okay, how do I put this? If Kodaka did more of what he did in the last five minutes with Watase, I wouldn't have a problem with him because the last five minutes were really, really good. It's just the rest of it was very uninteresting. Yeah, I feel you. Um, um, but like the last five minutes, like I said, was very, very good. If he did more of that, I would have a problem. And I don't have a problem with him after his first defense. It's just I don't know if I can hold him up to that standard or what he'll do after that. Like, yeah, you, you're you're worried about the consistency and like you yeah. know the performances, which is fair. I get it. Um, yeah, no, because like I said, yeah, I thought I, the last five minutes was really good. Like the crowd was rocking. Uh, even talking to Yannick, who was there in the crowd, he was like the whole arena was like re- like eaten up the last like five minutes and I and I understand why because it was really good yeah um yeah overall I thought I thought it was okay um just kind of like a situation where we kind of expected you know what was gonna happen um I I I had a I only had a couple notes um I said uh because I think they did shoot headbutts in this I just said shoot headbutt um shoot headbutt gang um I said, grab the tail, Watase. Um, and then I just said, uh, about the ending, uh, this was definitely one of those matches where, like, I, I talked about earlier where it's like, I don't think um, the tag match was affected by me knowing the result because I kind of expected it. And even though I did kind of expect um, Kodaka to win, there was that there was that bit at the end where I was like, if I was watching this live, I could have bit on Watase retaining because there was yeah. a bit where I was like, "Damn, yeah. okay," um, but I kind of knew, so I was like, "Fuck!" That kind of it kind of ruins that little bit of excitement. But I do agree in the sense of like the five the five minutes at the end were were top tier stuff, and I think uh, if if that rain, you know, kind of keeps to that um, to that level of um, work, um, and also is to say that the match we'll talk about later um, as well, then I think it'll be good, but we just don't know the level of consistency that he's, that he's, you know, I shouldn't say willing to give. Cause it's like, dude's old. I don't know if it's more so willing, more so what he's able to, but we'll see. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, hopefully uh, his reign is uh, pretty good, but we'll see where it goes from here. You just not gonna you just gonna sit there in silence, Maddie? Just... 
Yes, this magic clearly made me want to stay in silence. Um, the only thing I have to say is I don't know what powers those tails have, and I can't believe I'm going to be the first person to talk about the tails in this episode, but <laughs> I don't it's know spreading. what power. It's... <laughs> I, I don't know what power. about the tails. You and Everybody Mask are just tail know. perverts. Don't, don't wrap me in this. <laughs> no, but coming off the tag team match, which I thought was really good, this match was fine. Like, going into the end of it, I kind of knew what was coming. And I, at first I was like, uh, how is this going to go? But yeah, I don't have much else to say about hey. it. It's one. Hey, on yeah. the bright side, it could have been Minoru Fujita, so we lucked out. Now, <laughs> getting over to the Ganjo show. Uh, it was Ganjo Fighting Spirit 23, and the big tagline for throughout this night was the Ganjo three major singles matches uh, because the Ganjo three of Riara, Yoshiko Hasegawa, and Yuri all got singles matches on the show, uh, which was nice. Uh, actually, funny enough, even though you probably can't tell because the crowd for the last show that we're going to talk about was insane, this actually did more numbers than that one, which is crazy. Um, so we opened up the night with Riara versus Natsusumi Rei. Uh, I know I said previously that I have a problem with Riara not facing strong wrestlers in her singles opportunity. However, Natsu is one of the greatest undercard wrestlers ever, so this is cool with me. <laughs> I had a fun time with this. Uh, Riara has started to do the Paradise Lock as one of her spots. Like, she'll do the uh, Paradise Lock, and then she'll grab her uh, bottle and pose with it before doing the drop kick. And that's a good spot for her. It works. Uh, she should keep that. Like, her Parado Paradise Lock looked really good here. So, um, Natsu won a solid opener. I think Riara looked really good in this one specifically. Uh, she's starting to get a little more comfortable. Uh, like there was a sequence at the beginning where she snuck into a, a backslide and it was real smooth and she's starting to get the hang of it a little bit. Uh, I say in about a year or so, we can start talking about her as a baby face in the same vein as Harakaze. Maybe not up to that level quite yet, but in the same light. Yeah, I agree. Um, I, I definitely had uh, in my notes, I had uh, what kind of what you said is like, I, I thought this was a better showcase than the, than the Unagi match was, um, which makes me kind of wish it was, you know, at the big show. But, you know, what can you do? Um, uh, just a couple notes. I said Natsu never fails to serve a look, which is true. She's always out here. Um, I think I think uh, where this note came from was I think it was uh, where Natsu does the spot. Where she goes out into the crowd, um, and she kind of like will like do her pose as like she has you like, uh, like against something. Because mm -hmm. um, I just I just had uh, that's no way to treat a member of the Gonjo Three. Um, and then I said Nazi has a full Nelson with her legs. That's fucked up. Um, I think Riara at one point tried to throw out the whip, but yeah, and. <laughs> It did not. It uh, backfired. Um, and then I think at some point Riyadh was just like uh, going for like pins yeah. back and back, back and back, back back. Um, but she was not able to. And then you know, as as you said, uh, Natsu won. But uh, yeah, overall, I thought uh, this was just this was just able to showcase her a lot more. Not just more time, but just in general. Like I think uh, playing like her playing off the Natsu character, which is 
you know, kind of similar what to feel what I feel like she could she could try to become or you know try to like well, take they have a bit similar from... backgrounds. So exactly, exactly. Um, so I think like her being able to do that, um, and kind of wrestle with someone, uh, with a similar background was uh was kind of why this worked a lot better. Um, but yeah, overall I thought it was I thought it was pretty enjoyable. So. Yeah, yeah uh, Natsusumare, uh, there was no chance for Riara, though, because uh, Natsusumare paid tribute to her favorite wrestler of all time, Sonata, with the skull in, and then the Shining Wizard, and that was it. So. <laughs> uh, I feel like Yuna Masane definitely was in my mind or must have listened to one of our monthly podcasts when I said that Ria reminded me so much of Natsu for this matchup, and I'm so glad that they did it even if it's a little bit earlier than what I thought it could be. Well, in terms of, like, timing with Rhea basically just not graduating to a full-time wrestler, but you get what I mean. Yeah. But but this match was really good and, like, solidifies my point of Rhea being similar to her, but not, not like... A pervert. I'm not going to... <laughs> yes, I'm. I'm not going to expect a whip around her neck anytime soon. Hopefully, if if she changes, Shinichiro Tomonaga is on this roster. I don't know. It's a. I really can't say that that's not <laughs> happening. <laughs> um, no, but uh, they tag on uh the Ganjo show we're going to talk about next month. They uh, tag today, so yeah. Then we have uh, Bunny Okawa's return match. Of course, Bunny Okawa returned uh, to Agon Pro Ring last week, or not last week, last month. Uh, and she was like, hey, I want to wrestle in her gender matches, so I would like to join the Agon Pro roster there. And Yunamana said, yeah, said, yeah brother, listen, this is what we're going to do. We're going we're gonna to walk you into that MOW 390 deal, and you can work Ganjo. And then whenever I feel like you don't need to work Ganjo anymore, then you can work Gon Pro. So we got you locked down for life, brother. You're, you're on that Jacob Fatu deal. You ain't going nowhere. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, but uh, she made a return alongside Miyako Matsumoto, one of the absolute greatest of all time, uh, to take on Cherry and Alex Lee. This match is where I first noticed this one fan who is just going against every Gone Pro wrestler because he, I thought he was just a big Cherry guy. He's like hard cam side and he's got glasses and he's just throwing up the like rock and roll hand sign. He's just like, Cherry. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. Uh, I thought he was a big cherry guy. But then like he, he does it in the sake match and he also does it in um the uh, main event for Misa career. I was like, what is this dude's problem? Why does he hate Ganja? <laughs> um, but um he got Bunny, beef, bro. I don't know. Yeah. Bunny and Cherry have a really nice exchange on the mat after uh, Bunny rolls into the cross arm breaker. I uh, said, we got to get Bunny and Alex in the ring with Yuri if they're going to throw these soft kicks like this. We're going to let them learn today if they're going to keep throwing kicks like this. Uh, but Bunny <laughs> did have a little crazy uh, strike rush on Alex before she tagged out. Um, and no joke, Cherry just started choking Bunny in the middle of the ring, Homer Simpson style. Just, just grabbed her and just started choking her. Um, and then this almost made me mad. And I was like, Cherry just did the overdrive. And I was like, wait a second. Then she just choked Bunny out with the leg she hit the overdrive with. I'm at a loss for words. This match felt long, but Bunny looked good. Yeah, um, I had a couple notes about this. Um I just said like oh Ban- um Bunny was uh pulling out some fucked up submissions in this match, which I mean uh was kind of you know what she what she was 
known for when she still was uh, Sicily wrestling. Um, and I thought it was super cool to see Cherry here because uh, she was on a lot of the early Gone Pro shows. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think she's a really fun veteran to have around. So it was cool to see her. Um, other than that, I didn't really have any notes. I just thought it was like, oh yeah, you know, it was a, it was a, it was a solid little tag match, as uh, you know, just continuing to reintroduce uh, you know, a bunny back into wrestling. So yeah, other than that, no real notes. I just thought it was pretty solid. So yeah, I didn't really have much beyond that one note that Sub said about the guy who was screaming cherry. Because that was literally the only thing that I thought about during that match afterwards was just that. He kept doing it and I was like, bro, what is your problem, man? I was like, okay, once was fine. But like after like the 10th time, I'm like, what? Hold on. And then I couldn't focus in. So I I think it was a good return match. Don't know because of the screaming, but it definitely is a I mean, it's not as it's not as bad as the it's not as bad as the dude that goes Wakanda, Wakanda, Wakanda. There was who was oh there, the Mocha guy. Where is the Mocha guy? God, <laughs> no, I, no, I, I no, we need to find him. No, can the conspiracy theory that I have is the Mocha guy is now the Wakanda guy because oh, I swear they I swear they sound so similar. But maybe that's just me. <laughs> Speaking of which, is Mocha just not doing the surgery? Because she was on ringside duty on all these shows. I was like, what are you doing here, Mocha? Go home. Mocha. Like, aren't, you, like, aren't you supposed to be like rehabbing, bro? What are you doing, man? I don't even know if she's had the surgery yet. She's just here. I'm like, Mocha, go home, man. Mocha, you please. You're Mocha, on leave. <laughs> You're on leave if if you ain't if you ain't got your surgery and you ain't rehabbing. Get back in the ring, <laughs> yeah. Damn. We're, t- we're taking our hiatus <laughs> match back, and you're gonna wrestle. <laughs> um, no, but I was like, because he was screaming, I was like, where? It just all clicked. Like, it was like a, I don't know, man. It was like a Mandela effect. I was like, yo, where is the Mocha guy? <laughs> um, but next up we had Yoshiko Hasegawa versus Saki. I said Saki didn't come out to King of the Wild. I'm already giving this match zero stars. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I think they are close to the same height, but Saki looks like a unit compared to Yappi. She's just like bulked up crazy. Uh, I love when Yappi's opponents tell her to bring it whenever she's trying to do her form rush on them because her forms don't make any sound. And you can see like the desperation in her eyes because she's literally giving it all she has, but they're not making any cuts. Um, <laughs> they're going to keep trying. Um and then she just goes into overdrive and just starts laying in a bunch of forms. And then I was like, all right, uh, fine match, but another good Yaffe performance, uh, which, it, you know, is always a good thing. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I agree. I thought it was a, a really good Yaffe performance. Uh, I only had two notes on this. Uh, the first one probably being the best one. Um, at some point during this match, uh, the... <laughs> The uh fucking vest thing that Yappy has on her gear. At some point she unzips this little vest mm-hmm. and the crowd just goes, Oh, and I said, uh Yappy unzips her little vest thing and the crowd goes, Oh, like she just pulled down the straps. I'm fucking crying, dog. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I think she should keep it because if that is like her fucking hype up spot, I think it's really good. 
<laughs> oh. she does the stretch muffler, she's gotta undo the vest and she <laughs> yes. just gotta fuck it. It has nothing to do. It has nothing to do with it. She's not gonna do a power move. She's gonna do a submission, which makes it even fucking funnier. We need to get her. We need to get her uh, a fucking a fucking mouthpiece so she can look like oh six Kurt Angle and just do the. Oh, <laughs> Her mouthpiece has to be the same, like the same pattern as her vest. So it's got a little... <laughs> like some blue and like silver. <laughs> oh. oh fuck! Um, and then I just said Saki hits the Vader bomb. Uh... Yeah, no, that, those were two good notes. No, good job, man. <laughs> <laughs> good job. <laughs> oh, oh fuck. I, I don't even want to do mine because I feel like you just said what we all need to Oh, oh, this really was a month of me just not having many notes beyond just match good. This was my highlight, which again was her the whole best thing, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I feel that because, like, I think it's like later stage stuff. I, I don't have as much notes, uh, so I'm gonna be pulling shit out of my ass when I talk about some of these matches, but it's okay, I, I can improvise. But I'm glad I I'm glad that the <laughs> the Yappy vest thing is uh, it's gonna stick. It caught me big. Uh, uh, that was great. Uh, next up, we had something. Honestly, th- these last two matches is what saved this show because I mean everything was just fine. These last two things were like good. So yeah, uh, we get to the semi main. Uh, new Bruv, Marika Kobashi, and uh, Amy Manase taking on La Fresa de Ego Istas, Asuka Makoto. I have an all caps to start this off. Black, pink, in your area. Shouts out. <laughs> uh, and I was like, damn right, Las Egos, baby. We here. Uh, Ami is so good at this. She's just the best. Just... And I was like, that dastardly evil Asuka trying to unmask uh, the Ami Manase. And then I said, I. <laughs> Then I said, I need this Asuka and Marika singles whenever uh, Marika is done being a bruv. Because uh, she's in England right now. Yeah. Love Makoto's little uh, release, uh, Butterfly Suplex. It's like perfect because she's because she's like substantially taller than most of her opponents and it just looks crazy. Love it. Uh, Ami has Makoto and the Boston Crab and Asuka makes her release it just by getting in the ring and then poking her straight in the eyes. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Asuka and Makoto get the win with the uh, Death Valley Driver thrust kick combo. Really fun match. Uh, Lost Egos are two people that we need on all these Ganjo shows if they're available because it's I don't need to explain why they should be on all these shows. Yeah, I I agree. Um, I mean Asuka's probably like top three, if not you know the best women's wrestler in the world. You can you can argue uh, anybody, but I think she's you know at the very least. Uh, top three um but yeah i thought i thought this tag match was good i think this was a this was a better showcase of kind of what makoto can do compared to the singles match that she had last month um i think this was a lot of like yeah i think uh she showed out really um because her and oscar obviously you know um a frequent team so she was able to hit a lot of her her normal shit uh i just said makoto and oscar are such a vibe i don't know what they did maybe they're maybe just their entrance but uh, I just have that written down for something. Um, I also had a note about Oscar trying to unmask uh, Amy Monase. I was like, "What the fuck are you doing, man?" Um, and then uh, Makoto did a fucking spinning Uranagi off the ropes, and I was mm-hmm. like, "Yo, like, what the fuck? That shit is fucking ridiculous." Uh, 
but overall, yeah, I think uh, I think this was just a this was a good group of people to have in here. Oscar Makoto, uh, really talented and really um, just uh, seasoned as a team. Uh, then you have uh, Amy Monse, which I mean, I think I've talked about it every time we've done a Gonjo show since they've when they started these. I think, you know, besides Yuri, um, I think she's been a, a super bright spot for these. Um, you know, for a person that isn't, you know, a Gonjo or like, you know, a person that is typically associated with Gonpro or Gonjo, um, I think she's really stepped up and and uh, done really well in these in these uh, in these matches. So it was cool to see her, and obviously, I love seeing Kobashi whenever uh, she shows up here as well. I thought her and uh, Monase was a was a pretty fun little team, and I thought uh, just overall that this was a really good fun, um, really good tag match. Uh, and yeah, as I echo sentiments of like, yeah, if Osco and Makoto are free, uh, get them on these shows because it helps everybody that they wrestle because they're so good, um, especially as a team. But uh, even as singles, especially Oscar's singles, uh, but yeah, really good match. Yeah, I really have missed Oscar a lot in Gone Pro in general. So it's been really nice to see it come back, especially with this team. Um, the one thing that I actually did write down for once in my life was shout out the Camille I poke from Oscar. <laughs> we we we'd love to see Venue get a shout out real quick. But this match was really good, and even f- again, like. I don't know what it is about Gambre and the longest matches recently, but they haven't been feeling really long, which is good because recently I've been watching a lot of wrestling that has felt so long, even though it's like five minutes. So please, please keep this up. I don't want to have to sit through me getting tired halfway through like a 10 minute match. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. Then we get to the main event of the show. We had Yuri versus Misa uh, Kagira. Uh, they were picking up uh, right where they left off from the last Ganjo show. Uh, they were really going at it here. Um, they were not letting each other get a, even an inch uh, of an advantage on one another. Uh, Yuri does a crazy little flip over the top to the apron whenever uh, Misa Irish whipped her into the corner. I don't know who, I don't think anybody else does it, but uh, it was crazy because she like, Spun. I was like, "Well, oh, what are you doing?" Um, but uh, Yuri has too much fun kicking people in the spine as hard as she can because one, she does <laughs> that little that little jig before she goes into the kick, but then she just starts smiling. I'm like, "Yo, you, you evil!" Um, Yuri wins on another good main event for Ganjo, and then afterwards, she vowed that she would take the Ice Ribbon Ice Cross Infinity Championship afterwards. And she did. So shouts out, gone bro on top. Take that L. We got your belt. What you gonna do? You what you gonna right. do? Yeah. Um. I thought this. I thought this was a super, uh, super solid match. Um, that built off the work they had in the tag match last month, um, which I remember having uh, really high praise for. Uh, so it was good to see this continue in a singles. Um. And a couple notes. I think there was a there was a really fucked up armbar armbar spot some somewhere in this match because uh, I have a note about that. Um, and then I think I I had a note that said uh, Misa actually turns Yuri inside out with the fucking Larry, which I mean kind of goes back to what I was saying about Yuri selling. I think that's a bright uh, like I mean everything is a bright spot. I think she's really good in general, but I think where she uh, where she excels a lot is just uh, her selling. I think she's. She's really good at that, which 
uh, if this was America, that would be uh, a bad thing because if you show people you can sell, you're gonna get your ass beat every single fucking time. But uh, Ryuri wins, um, and yeah, as you said, she took she took the ice ribbon belt, and we fucking up, boys. We we out here. This is the this is the month slash uh second half of the second half of the year for Yuri. So let's see what she can what she can do with it. But this was a good yeah. start. Yeah, no. I feel like this year definitely is her year considering not just the fact that her matches ha- over these past couple of months have been extremely good, but also winning that belt really I, I hope that solidified so much in like a lot of people's minds in terms of where she is as a wrestler and, and how far she can go compared mm. to where she was like a year ago. Exactly. I'm really, I'm really happy for her. Anyways, Dombray yeah. on top, socket, ice ribbon, just kidding. <laughs> I don't want to get banned, please. No, I've already had people talking about how they got banned for uh, other things. I, I don't want to talk about any of this. Banned from hey, where? Um, so, oh, there's this one journalist. I, I don't want to say who because, like, I don't know this person's name. But they, I think they got banned from, like, reviewing or, like, interviewing, like, a stardom because they were linking, like, like unauthorized links during their articles and I'm just like oh well shit I don't want to talk bad or anything just in case oh, oh that's different it's fine but and, um but I mean I mean you just started giving ice ribbon strays I was just out here like yo <laughs> on top baby gun pro and then Maddie's over here like yeah ice ribbon what you gonna do what you gonna do what you gonna do ice ribbon <laughs> Like, all right, bro, I know you felt that passionately about it, but all right. Uh, <laughs> the English commentary is going to come after me. I don't even know if they have English commentary. They do not. Um, <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, but heading into the final show that we're going to review here, what was it Under the Silver Lake? Yes. So the thing is, we only reviewed, you know, like four matches from this. We didn't review a full show, so. Even though we all, even though we like watched the whole show, we probably could have, but um, we're only gonna talk about four matches. Um, and one of those matches is the actual opener to the show, uh, Munatatsu Nakamura versus Kaisuke Ishii. As soon as Kaisuke Ishii, Kaisuke Ishii strutted out, I knew he was gonna hurt this boy with everything in him because literally one of the first things he tries to do to Mune is body slam him to the floor and when he couldn't he just picked him up in a back suplex and then tossed him stomach first onto the apron (laughs) (laughs) and then Mune started slapping him in the face he was like yeah that's real I was like that's what I'm talking about and then Mune's drop kick caught Kaisuke like okay so Mune did his uh he was going for his trio of half hatch suplexes and when he went for the third one uh, Kaisuke blocked it and he ran off into the ropes and then Mune jumped up for a drop kick and caught Kaisuke directly right in the face so much so that you can see the ring announcer behind them in behind uh, the ring uh, during the shot of the drop kick her mouth just like drops open because Mune catches him straight in the face uh, 
And then Mune eventually taps out uh, to this one submission that I don't know if he's got a name for it, but he used to do it a lot in his uh, independent junior title runs. But um, yeah, I had a blast with this. If you can't tell, I was I was excited for the drop kicks of the face. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, I, th- I thought this was I thought this was really good. I mean, uh, I-, I knew Mune was gonna fucking die, um, so much so that I think the literally my first note says oh, there's a loud ass smack. Uh, when Mune, because yeah, uh, Mune slapped the fuck out of Ishii, and I'm like, oh brother, you are you're fucking in for one, brother. He's gonna beat your ass, and uh, he proceeded to do exactly that. Um, uh, I think I think it was Ishii, probably. Um, I think he did a thrust kick to the fucking gut. I was like, damn, that should have me ready to throw up for real. Um, I. Th- also, I think this was, again was Ishii. I think that just has a note that says he just laid his nuts on this dude's back, disrespectful asshole. Um, uh, Mune showing a lot of fire in the face of pure danger, which is the perfect way to describe this match, I think, because Mune did did fight back a lot, mm-hmm. but uh, got put in his place. Um, and my last note was a spinny German spinny German suplex. We really should have strapped up Ishii when we had the chance. And that was that was it. But yeah, overall, I thought it was a pretty enjoyable match, and uh, just was able to uh, showcase both dudes really well. I think Ishii's always going to be one of the best wrestlers as long as he's here. Um, and Mune continuing to uh, put on very solid performances. Uh, you know, no matter where he is, whether it be tag singles, you know, wherever, he's always uh, pretty uh, pretty good. So this was good. This is probably one of my favorite Mune matches, like of him, like actually debuting and stuff. And I feel like, and I don't know, it it was just something about this match compared to his other ones, especially compared to Sekihara. Mm-hmm. This one definitely had an essence of like, oh, David and Goliath, if you will. But also, I gotta say. Proof and peace, Mune. You really thought you had that. And then Ishii came along and just started to beat him up. And I was like, well, <laughs> well. Rest in peace. Then, Rest in peace, my boy. And then he just crawled slowly. Mune just crawled slowly to Choco Pro for like the next whatever match that he has. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, oh, that was the same match. day. That's fucked yeah, up. Yeah, it was. <laughs> yeah. God. A lot of these people that were on this card actually had to go do other shows after this. Yeah. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. Next up, we had Koji Doi versus Kenoka. I said Koji Doi came out to an interesting theme song, dot, dot, dot. Okay, what what is this? I was like, who? <laughs> I don't know what the thought process is was to making his theme song but the, he should like get his money back <laughs> I, I i don't even know how to describe it um he should just stop using that he should come out to Majin like uh fight club by uh Jayhan. the song's pretty sick he should do that or he should or he should come out to some twice that'd be sick too um as this match is going on i kind of have an idea where this story could be going i also think kiso needs a haircut um he does they started to really get into the second gear as the finish approached, and then Doi won with the motherfucker, which is the name of his lariat, if y'all don't know. Hell yeah, that's awesome. Uh, so um, I I I think uh, Doi Kumar are going to win the tag titles, and then 
Kenoka and whoever his partner is this time will win him back because I've always been on the impression that Ken's probably not going to hold the SOG singles. He might get one before he actually retires, but I think him holding the tag titles though is like really likely. So, yeah, I think so too. That makes sense. Um, but uh, yeah, I thought this overall, as you said, I, I did kind of had the same feeling where you said, uh, it felt right as they were really starting to like, you know, get shit going. It kind of ended. It was just like, oh, that kind of sucks. But hey, man, he beat his ass with the lariat, so I can't, uh, I can't hate. Uh, I know we mentioned this, uh, or you, when you were watching this, I was just getting out of the, um, I was just getting out of the movie theater. I was uh, seeing TM, I was seeing Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, uh, and you said that Kenoka's blonde, and I was like, oh shit, that's fucking awesome. Uh, I said he was serving. Um, but my first note is uh, Kenoka is uh, Kenuff. Uh, Keno? Kenuff? Uh, <laughs> uh, I thought you were going to make a Ninja Turtles connection, and I was waiting, and it just didn't happen. So. Oh, no. It no was way. a Barbie connection. I wish I, I wish I, I mean, if I actually saw Barbie, it would have made more sense. But no. Because I, I watched this later. So so that's why that popped into my head. I got head. out from but, watching Ninja Turtles. goes and makes a Barbie connection. Yes. Uh, <laughs> yes. Uh, then my next note is talking about how Koji Doi looks like uh, Jake Lee if he was on the juice. Um, More wrestlers should be on the juice. You damn right, and on cocaine, but I can't say that. <laughs> he just did. <laughs> uh, but yeah, go ahead. Uh, I, I said, I said, yo, did this man Kenoka just do a fucking jumping survive kick? Who does he think he is, Rob, Rob Van Dam? Um. I think uh, fucking Kenoka hits uh, Koji Doi with some headbutts, and as he's falling, I don't know if this was intentional or not. It I couldn't was. tell. It was. Yeah, he, so he does the fucking dick kick, and like Kenoka, like it's like, oh fuck, that shit hurt. And then I just have in all caps, Lariato, uh after uh, Koji Doi wins with the with the motherfucker. So no, overall, I thought it was fine. Um, I think they definitely have a lot more juice with this, and uh, you know, if they do the tag team thing, I think that's gonna. That's gonna be pretty fun. So this should be, but yeah, interested to see where this where this story heads. I truly think that Kendall Khan just need to fully embrace Barbie, and have that. Spoilers if people haven't seen Barbie. There's like this. Oh, I thought you were just gonna. Say, I thought you were just gonna say he should have a pink white beater. I was like, oh. he should have a pink white. Beater. Didn't he ha- I swear he had one at some point. No, that was purple. Uh- Oh, okay. Yeah, he has Pepper for uh, one of his factions with like Masane and someone else. Like, oh, in Im- Imanari? Yeah, for the PWO. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, eh. <laughs> uh, no, he just needs a furry jacket and then his transformation into Ken, his true Ken self, can be complete. But on the topic of the theme, it reminded me of um, Doi's theme, by the way. It reminded me so much of how I feel about like Taka's theme. Because the I don't know how to describe it. Every time nah, I Taka's theme to... goes crazy. <laughs> no, Taka is only... coming, motherfucker. <laughs> no, his old one was really crazy when he was in Suzuki Goon because he was because like randomly it goes, it's like, what the fuck do you want? I am in Suzuki Goon. <laughs> 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 it's like, okay, yeah. There was one I remember of like Taka's fame, which was literally him just going like, kitchen, 
fuck you. And that's literally all I can remember when it came to like Dory's theme. Because I feel like he could also have that as well and it would just fit. So if anyone's listening who makes themes, go go to him and say, hey, use this suggestion. And if he says no, tell him to come talk to me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. I think my favorite part about the storyline is, like, Koji Doi and Kumarashi are, like, these evil hills, and then, like, you go to Koji Doi's Twitter, it's just him being a good dad. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's amazing. <laughs> Uh, it's like it's like he know in the fact that yeah. after after his like, match he knows with Chris, it, he knows just he literally did, yeah. He literally had all of his kids like flipping off in a photo, and I'm like, God bless. <laughs> Truly, he knows just a dad, bro. The fact that you know just like owns like a fucking burger restaurant and shit is is fucking based. Big Mikoshi guy that you you know. That's true. To strap them for the tag bills. I don't even know who the tag champs are right now, but they should be them. They have, well, they have a title match coming up on Saki's score again. It's us. Oh, oh Saki yes. and MJ Paul. They just stop carrying around the tag titles whenever they want them. Oh, that's right. Dice game them already. That's true. Um, but yeah, enough, enough about the YouTube. But I mean, Oishi, he know if y'all want to come over, man. Got spots. You got a lot true. of spots. Yeah. Um, then we have the semi-main, which uh, before this, at the very, very beginning of the show, we had contract signings for both the title matches, and we got to see the Spirit of Ganbari World Tag Titles now completed. And there, it's a just an all-gold belt with uh, some black labels on it, and at the top of the belt, well, also there's, like, rubies uh, surrounding the belt, and then uh, that one, like, little jewel at the top. Uh, then at the very very top where it says spirit of it has a turtle wrapped with a like green snake wrapped around it and then on the two sides above the tag and the team uh, because on one side it has tag and the other side it says team by the tag there's a white like tiger and then or like panther or something and then where it says team there's like a blue dragon and then above champions there's just a red bird this is a really sick belt if you haven't seen it go on uh katsumura's uh, twitter it you can see a perfect like picture he had he took of it it's really really nice yeah it's a really good belt go ahead maddie you said you had a lot to say about this belt so come on no i love it so much it's probably one of my favorite belts in terms of like newer belts that have been presented and i've been looking so hard especially with the vod of this show to see what the meaning of those symbols were and I still haven't found it but when I do I will be posting about it on my Twitter because legitimately I just need to know what they mean in regards to like Spirit of Gambare because I think it's just I know. fascinating it's just I know. fascinating Ooh, like the that they turtle. have it I know the turtle and the snake I don't know exactly what it is but I think it's a biblical reference oh um, yeah I think the red bird might be a phoenix, if I had to guess. Yeah, that's from Miyuki yeah. Takase. Yeah. Um, a blue dragon is for Ultimo Dragon when he wears blue. Yeah, Ultimate Dragon. <laughs> um, and the white tiger is for Great Kali because he had the, the yeah! white tiger. Yes, sir. <laughs> yes, sir. Got it. Yeah. But, uh, I, I, but... Yeah, go ahead. No, but these... these... These tag belts really are 
in my opinion, and this is just my opinion, one of the best like nearly done titles. And I'm well. Let me tell you why I'm, your opinion's wrong because that's what we do here. No, I'm just kidding. Shut <laughs> up. No. no, no. But go ahead, tell me why I'm wrong, and then I'll. Oh, that you. I don't. I don't have anything. Okay. Most of the new belts are made with a terrible Velcro, and I just don't like most of them. So. Oh yeah. The only other like newish made belt that I kind of like is the uh, Tenryu Project United National Tags, and that's just a redone of uh, the UN Heavyweight Tag, or not Heavyweight Tag, but Heavyweight Belt that was in old All Japan. So that doesn't really count because <laughs> uh, it's a region belt. But um. Yeah, I really like the belts, and I Katsumori looked very happy with them, and I was like, oh, that's that's lovely. But I was also, when they got them, I was like, you should really lose those tonight. <laughs> <laughs> we get an Elite the Weapon versus Ground Absolute. It isn't just jarring how organically overly the weapon is, and I honestly still don't know why they make people get up from their chairs when they run through the crowd, because they don't knock anything over. <laughs> um we're starting things off with Takuya Wada in Harakaze, and I just did the Inoki Ichinisan Da uh, pose as they were starting off, because this is real graphs right here. Uh, Takuya Wada was such an asshole here, and I loved it. <laughs> he was just bullying Harakaze. Uh, once again, another note, Jackson number one, uh, when Wada gets the tag in again, Harakaze starts screaming at Hartley Jackson to tag her in because she's mad, and then uh, Harakaze starts going crazy on Wada and then Harakaze does a La Mystica to Sucho Katsumura and I was like what in the world yeah um, yeah I was gonna say like that shit was fucking nuts uh, crazy hot tag from Hartley he does a corner splash a lariat then a DVD and I was like what the this dude's so sick I love Hartley Jackson um Takuya Wada hits this like sideways thermoplosion thing on uh, Harakaze that's really nice. And then the lob into the Liger Bomb happens again, and I bit on it, and then Wada broke it up, and I was like, ah, shit. And then, I don't know about y'all, but I thought this was a really sweet ending stretch with uh, Katsumura and Harakaze. I thought it was super tremendous uh, with Katsumura eventually locking in the submission. He used to win the belt, win the belts uh, to submit Harakaze. I thought it was really, really good. Mm. Oh, yeah, no. Uh, overall, yeah, I, uh Going back to what I was saying about this when they won the belts, I was saying, yeah, I thought this, I thought this match was very strong, um, and I thought, I, I thought not only was it very strong, but I thought it, it lent a lot to, if they want to run this back at some point, um, I thought it was like, okay, yeah, this, the whole story about this was, you know, Wada and Katsumura not really taking Harakaze seriously, which is kind of like Harakaze's whole deal in in Gone Pro. A lot of people don't take her seriously or they don't think she, you know she's that you know that scary they don't have to really pay no mind to her um but that was kind of very much the early story here where it's like they just kind of like whooped her for a bit harley gets in does some offense and then harakaze wants to get back in and then, you know we get kind of have the match but um but yeah no i thought i thought this was this was a super strong tag match um and kind of like sold me on on them as a team so i was i was happy with that um uh, some other things I had, uh, uh, I just said, uh, Harakaze starting off this match and the crowd was was really into her, um, which kind of speaks to what you're saying. Like their their natural, um, like their natural overness. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, they were they were super into everything Harakaze was doing. Um, Wada was doing like these shoulder blocks in the corner, and I was just like, bro, he just like fucking yeah, that's what I was talking about. <laughs> I was just like, that's so fucked up. Um, 
Another thing about me just saying what on Katsumori not taking fire cause I seriously um is a good little storytelling thing. Um Wada like whipped Harakaze on this Northern Light suplex, and I was like, "Yo, that shit would look fucking gross to take." <laughs> um, uh, um, uh, I love Harley Jackson comment. Um, and then I just said at the end, uh, "I love the story of this." Uh, Harakaze fought as hard as she could, but she just wasn't ready yet. I uh, rumored to run this back again at some point if they want to. But yeah, overall, I thought it was a really good tag match. I have way more notes about like their post match comments because I do pretty much yeah because although their post match stuff was really good and definitely a recommend if you go through their Twitter hopefully they still have it like near their recent sort of stuff but it was really heartwarming for Hartley to basically just solidify that the tag team isn't gonna go anywhere. And amazing, amazing stuff. I really enjoyed this tag team match, even though the team that I really wanted to win didn't win the titles. It was still really well done. Oh, yeah. Dang, my bad. (laughs) (laughs) I'll zone it out. No, but, uh, yeah, I I like the fact that Harley was just like, yeah, we lost, but, uh, you know, Lethal Weapon's never done. We're we're going to refine everything. We're going to get back to this position and hopefully win next time. Uh, So that was lovely. Um, Like I said, this was a good first defense. Um, I don't know who's going to be next. Like I said, I think that Doi Kuma's going to win the belts from them, but I don't know who's going to be next. Uh, honestly, yeah, they can be right now. Yeah, honestly, they can just do whatever. Um, find find Yafi a partner. Let her challenge, even though she doesn't win. It, you know, it'll be fine. I was say, she won't win, but it's fine. Like I honestly, I wouldn't be mad if they did like like Yafi and like. I would say Yuri, but she kind of just challenged for the mm-hmm. the spirit champ, the Gumbry championship. So it's like you wouldn't want her taking two losses like that. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, but hey, who knows? They might do it. Um, yeah, I mean, you can always use an outsider. It's fine. Um, that's also true. Yeah, I mean, yeah, mm-hmm. that's a lot of these tag builds. So I'm trying to think of people I want. Yappy and Laundry Mudo would be pretty sick. Oh hell yeah! Uh, Yappy and Sakura Harada. Yappy and Sawama would be cool. Um, Yappy and Daisuke Sakamoto would also be cool. <laughs> Yaki and Irie, or Yappy and Irie. I don't know what's the Yaki. Dude, Irie and Watase are going to Germany here shortly. They, they can't be. Bitten. They man, it happens. They're going on a best friends adventure to do a tag festival in WXW. So. Um, then we have the main event Yuri challenging for the spirit of wow. Gambari open weight championship against Isami Kodaka, second Gambari Joshi wrestler to do so after Yamanase. Uh, it was nice when she was making an entrance because uh, all of Ganjo were there to support her. Uh, Manase was obviously in the corner because she's the Gambari manager, don't forget it. Um, then Riara and Yapi were holding open the ropes for her while uh, Mocha was squatting down by the stairs. And that was the point where I was like, Mocha, why are you still here? <laughs> I mean, it's cool, but go. Um, I thought this was a great first title offense for Isami. Uh, easily his best performance in Gone Pro this year. 
Yuri was a star, however. Uh, she did wonders with her selling of the arm and how it impacted everything she tried to do. She did the exact opposite of what Shota did in the anniversary match. Uh, not only that, but uh, she rose to the occasion and Asami gave her a whole lot here. She kicked out of his diving double knees when it looked like it absolutely crushed her. She seemed like she was on the brink of death and then fired back with a big monase like lariat. Yuri did this crazy shoot headbutt that if you watch the VOD had a crazy loud thud to it. And then Asami mm -hmm. fired back immediately with a straight punch to the face. And then uh, the arm bar that Asami does got the job done. It was like really, really good. Um, I'm gonna talk about some post match stuff afterwards, but uh, I just want to hear y'all's thoughts on the match. Yeah, um, yeah, I think I think I think we said it, but um, I think this was a really good match. Uh, I think it really was like one of those things where he, you can see how good Kodaka can be, so you mm -hmm. just kind of hope he keeps that uh, the level of um of consistency with his with his title defenses. Uh, well, you know, one can only hope. Uh. Other than that, I think it was it was a really cool that I think uh, I don't know if you mentioned it, but we uh, we kind of called Yuri uh, stepping up as the next like Gonjo person to to challenge for the Spirit of Gonbury title, um, and her actually doing it. Um, but yeah, other than that, I, I had a couple notes about this. Um, I, Yuri was super fired up um, to start this match off. Um, uh, I, I I have a note that said uh kick him in the deathmatch scars there you go because she was like kicking him in the back which i mean as we said earlier she loves to fucking kick her and kick people in the back um but she was doing that a lot here as well um as they were brawling a bit on the outside um it was cool seeing like the faces and the uh, faces you know seconding like you saw imanari especially was um was clapping and like you know uh, sl uh slamming his fist on the ring uh <laughs> you know kind of hyping up yuri so of course, the all the Gompre, uh, Gompro, uh talent uh, cheering her on. Uh, it was pretty wholesome. Um, and I was like, "Yo, Kadaka's still doing the fucking double knees at his old ass age is crazy." He's like, "Cause 41, bro, I... that's fine." Or he might uh, be forty four. I don't know. I mean, still though, like you want to like whenever whenever I think of moves like that, I'm like, bro, all the people that have said how bad that shit fucks up their knees, I'm like, damn. So? You don't you ain't out here walking like fucking. <laughs> You went out here walking like you got a pig leg on, bro. Like that shit's fucked up. But uh, he's uh he's still out here with the with the double knees, uh, while on. Oh, but did, yeah, he did a bunch of death matches. He gave up his health a long time ago. It was whatever. That's, I mean, that that's also true. Yeah, him and fucking him and everybody and Basara and Freedoms and shit. He was he was bugging, uh, especially early Freedoms. Like Freedoms now, like they still do death matches and shit. But like, bro, they had like piranhas and shit back then. They was they were really bugging. Uh, but yeah, um, overall, really good match. I thought it was cool to get uh, cool to have Yuri uh, have this spot and kind of just continue the the month that she's had, um, you know, into uh, into August and just get a real another really good uh, big match under her belt uh, and just kind of a good, you know, a good uh, litmus test to see, you know, just kind of how far she's come from, uh, you know, debuting and gone pro and everything. So, yeah. Uh, overall, really good stuff. Uh, what did you think, Maddie? I honestly, this is probably one of the matches of Katokis that I did enjoy, and I'm glad to see that the Spirit of Calibrable isn't just secluded to like the male like portion of the roster, mm -hmm. and kind of continuing to use the Ganjo 
people to their advantages when it comes to this belt. And it really was Yuri's match and compared to Kadoka's. Also found out that Kadoka's 41. Mm-hmm. So I for some reason I truly thought he was in his late 40s when you all were talking about the double knee stuff. I was just like, oh yeah, it makes no sense as to why he's doing that considering I that said he's he was like 50. 41. Come on. <laughs> See, my my brain still was just like, nah, he he can't be forty one. And then I looked at that, I was just like, yeah, he's forty one, and I still can't believe that these old men truly something, truly, truly something. Well, I mean, something that's established before I get into the post match stuff is we don't really need a Ganjo belt if they're just going to be contenders for the belts that we already have. Just get a six man yeah. belt. Yeah. Because we we'll need the six-man belts. I'm sorry. We just need them. I know, listen, I know we got a tag belt, but six-man belts are a whole different beast, so we need them. Um, no, six-man six man belts really make, like, Gone Pro, and especially when it came to late 2020, early 2021, mm-hmm. those, those belts that they had, I can't remember from where or who. The GWC But they definitely... Yes, those ones. Those ones definitely made like gone beret kind of it it yeah it made it for them especially during that time yeah i we just need them back just go ahead bring them back we can start making factions yeah. <laughs> again it's it's a it's whole thing we can we can do a bunch um yeah but uh before we get in, you know to our mvps and stuff and sign off here uh we'll talk about some post-match stuff um isama kodaka was cutting a promo he mentioned uh that uh, he may have won today, but the superhero of today was Yuri. Uh, he gave her some praise, and then he was talking about the title and, like, wondering who his next challenger will be. And then literally everybody on the roster that was out, out of the ring got on the apron, even, like, Riara and Yavi. And I was like, both of y'all sit down. Y'all know y'all not winning no matches. <laughs> y'all standing up here trying to challenge. And then eventually uh, Kodaka dismissed everybody, and everybody got off the apron except Shinichiro Tomonaga, who was the very last Ow. person to – get off the apron after uh kodaka came up to him and got face to face with him and then he went to a basura show later that night and wrestled and after his match he called out isami and asked for a title match uh because apparently they were in union together union for wrestling and uh the title match got set so tomonaga's the next challenger and i was so ecstatic there was this one uh jp fan who quote tweeted the post and was like it is time for uh tomonaga to hold the spirit of gambari uh singles title and i was like i swear this is me every time this guy challenges <laughs> so <laughs> uh i was so excited um you know what and that fan's right it is time it's time to put the bet on tomonaga if we're gonna if, Ga- if gone pro is gonna crack 1k in Oda Ward next year we gotta have the bet on tomonaga agreed agreed like the only way they can crack 1k is truly to just build him up we we need a dub like us we need tomonaga's ace run we do uh i remember his his when he challenged the kyle his big gear change was he got a hoodie that was sick he should get another (laughs) hoodie and big ace run coming um no so uh he's the next challenger which i i like uh because they have history and interested to see how the match will turn out uh because 
Tomonaga, how do I put this? He's kind of the best wrestler in Gone Pro history. It just is what it is. Uh, so hopefully Isami can hold up his end of the bargain. Uh, and furthermore, if Isami does retain, I wonder who will be next after that because everybody's interested. So mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's endless questions. Um, but uh, to, before we sign off here, we'll give our three matches we recommend for the month and then our overall MVP. Uh, I will go first with my stuff. Uh, first of all, of course, my MVP is Yuri. Uh, she just simply, you can't really compare anybody else's month in the company to hers. I mean, you could probably do like water or cut some more if you really wanted to be technical, but she's just, she just had a crazy month in comparison to everybody else. Uh, so obviously she's my MVP uh, for my three matches. Uh, of course, number one, I'm going uh, the Iroha and Neil Momono tag versus uh, Tomoko Inaba and Yuri from uh, Sekigahara. Number two, of course, I'm going uh, Kodaka and Yuri for the Spirit of Gambari title. And then third, I am actually going to go with, I'm actually going to go, you know what? I was going to do one of the tag title matches because I like both. I think I'm going to go with the Lethal Weapon one just because I just had a lot of fun with it. And I think, uh, especially with the atmosphere of the crowd, I think everybody else could have a lot of fun with it as well. So, okay. Um, okay, so I'll go next. Um, yeah, I think my MVP is the same. Uh, just based off everything we've said, I think I think uh, it's it's really hard to uh, put anybody up against Yuri. Um, specifically, she's just really stepped it up. She's she's had you know some of the best matches uh, of this month uh, and change. Um, so, yeah, I give MVP to Yuri. Um, as for my three matches, um, I agree with you on the tag match. Um, uh, that's the uh, the Mio, Momono, and uh, Roja versus <laughs> Inaba and uh, Yuri. Um, what else? There was uh, another one. Uh, I will give the second one to uh, also from the Oda War Show. I'll give the Team Dream Futures uh, versus Akito, Tomonaga, and Shoda. Mm-hmm. And what do I want to give the third one to? Um, fuck it. I'll give it to I'll give it to Asuka and Makoto versus uh, Amy Manase and Marika Kobashi. I think those are the three matches for me. Right. All right, so, Maddie, all the pressure's on you to take us. <laughs> I can't remember if we've had an MVP, which is a tag team, but Lethal Weapon for me definitely made it this month, especially when it came to all of their matches, which two of them are actually on my top three, with the first one being the Spirit of Gunbury World Tag Team Title Number One Contendership for Voice Survival. That is such a mouthful. Jeez. Uh, my second one is Natsu versus Rhea and my third one is the World Tag Team title match with Katsuma and Wada versus Lethal Weapon Hey Solid, solid Solid, solid all around So yeah, this month was a little chaotic but we'll be back in full form next month uh, starting from the Ganjo show that just happened and throughout the rest of the month we'll have everything uh, in order uh, by the time we record next month so uh we'll be back to normal um excited for next month excited to talk about takawa being back because i love takawa uh in the ganja show that just happened because we got heavy ice ribbon presence on the card so it should be fun uh 
don't have anything to plug. So if y'all got nothing else to say. Uh, all I have to say is we mentioned earlier, but uh, yes, I got I got suspended. So uh, if you want to follow me at my uh, new 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 Twitter account uh, at Mask of EO uh, V2. So uh, head over there if you want to keep up with uh, whatever the fuck I got going on. I don't even know. Uh, but we chilling. Uh, other than that, no, I'm 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 good on anything to plug. How about you, Maddie? I'm all good. I'm I'm all good. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. So until next time, we will continue to do our half-assed best. <laughs>